0: Welcome to the Todd Pod, episode number four for you. As we're talking a little college football, I am joined by that beautiful, beautiful milk chocolate face <laughs> of Sam Hayes. And Sam, we did it. We made it. We made it to college football season. Uh, listen, you're an Oklahoma State grad, so maybe you hope we didn't make it or wish we didn't make it the way today's gone down. We'll get we'll get plenty of Oklahoma State reaction uh, coming up later. But let's start with what we saw. This morning as we recorded this, or we record this in this afternoon uh, down in Norman with Oklahoma and Arkansas State. And I'll start, Sam, just as dominant a performance as I can remember in a season opener in a long time in Norman. And you can say, yeah, but Arkansas State, yeah, but all you want. The Sooners were sharp in just about every phase of the game. If you want to nitpick, maybe should have got a little more pass rush at times. Obviously, the injuries you can't control. You wouldn't like to lose Drake Stoops and Desam McCullough. But other than that, it was a pretty good performance down in Norman. Yeah, no,
1: 100%. I think if you look towards um, Ohio State and Indiana uh, today in their opener, that's kind of really over the last decade how I felt about OU season openers, right? Like, yeah, we're winning this game, but we don't feel great about it. I think today what we saw was complete and utter dominance across the board a team looked like, that looked like they were in control physically on the field, but also in control on the sidelines. I thought Levy was great the way he called the game. Very, very basic, allowed the offensive line to kind of do what they do. I thought you saw excellent quarterback play out of Dylan Gabriel and obviously the young quarterback in Jackson Arnold. I mean, it was just a systematic just beatdown of an opponent that they should have destroyed. But we have been very familiar, like I said, in the last 10 years of Oklahoma coming out in these non-conference games and looking a little suspect, right? And they've... Even when they were going to semifinal games, I feel like they've had early disappointing performances where they overlooked an opponent or they didn't show up with the same kind of fight or attitude that they should have. They showed up ready to play, focused. They very much look like a Venables coached team to me, maybe for the first time in the last two years. You know, it really was exactly what you would hope to see against an opponent like Arkansas State.
0: Well, and let's start right from up front, because you and I both know this is where it all starts. Offensive line-wise, they set a tone early, Oklahoma did, and they were dominant from start to finish. And they rotated in a lot of different guys, and there was not much drop-off from first to second team at a lot of those positions. At offensive line, they definitely have what Brent Vitables has talked about, which is competitive depth.
1: There's no question about it. And, you know, Beaton Bows kind of alluded to this. Uh, all summer long and you know, rumors floating around about how happy he is with the production out of this offensive line. And maybe this might be the most talented group he's ever coached. And, you know, I'm I'm kind of partial to that Orlando Brown, Cody Ford group. They were just kind of old school maulers and they were just nasty. more physical than anybody. They played. I love watching those guys play. Yeah. But You can see how this group is extremely talented. Very, very athletic. I think they have excellent conditioning. They all look great physically. Smitty obviously getting it done there. Norman, Uh, These days, for sure. But yeah, they went out there and just decimated all along the offensive line. And that's got to make you feel great moving forward. I mean, you're seeing a Dylan Gabriel with a clean pocket. Obviously, he's not the tallest quarterback in the world, but he had what seemed like minutes to decide where he was going to go to the football. And when he didn't decide where to go, we saw that athleticism come out of him where he was able to scramble into some big holes and make some plays there, too. So the passing game, to me, looked about as good as it's looked um in the last couple of years with with Gabriel throwing the football uh, as far as the run game is concerned you know I don't know that there's any um right home about to running backs in that group but it seems like a pretty deep room and when you have an offensive line that performed the way that Oklahoma's did today you're going to have a bunch of success so yeah that I thought that group was was spot on exactly where they needed to be and when Bow is is crowing about his group you know they're gonna be pretty good.
0: I know that Jackson Arnold's going to get a lot of the talk, and rightfully so. Like, the guy's really good, and he looked really good today coming in in the second half. Yes, it was a 45-0 game, but he looked really good. Um, I don't think that should take away from what Dylan Gabriel did today. He was really sharp. That's as sharp as he's looked in a long time, Uh, you know, slinging the ball around in Norman. Certainly sharper than he looked this time last year, sharper than the offense as a whole looked this time last year. I do think it's interesting. I want to ask you, Sam, because I know this is something Barry – Wrote about at selloutcrowd.com, which by the way, our coverage on game day has been amazing at selloutcrowd.com. Not much thanks to you and me, mainly those guys, but uh, and and gals and Jenny as well, doing a great job. But I know that he wrote this. Is Oklahoma perhaps going to use Jackson Arnold in that belldozer type role? Could you, I mean, with what he did with his feet in the second half, could you see him being a short yardage threat for the Sooners? Uh, you know, in tight games, whether it's at the Red River Rivalry or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the kid definitely jumps off the, the television screen physically, right? He is a grown, grown man already, physically absolutely able to withstand the beating that college football has to offer. I think it would be foolish to uh, not use him in moments where, you know, it's third and one, right, or third and goal, and you're on the goal line, and you need someone to go in there and make a play Well, yeah, he's he's definitely that dude, right? Has the body to do it, has the body to be a short yardage back if he needs to be. But you've got to respect the way he throws the football also. Jackson Arnold's not coming into a game and some linebacker telling his buddies, hey, they're going to run it, they're going to run it. You have no idea what that kid is going to do. I mean, he is about as proficient as a a young quarterback as you're going to want to see. The quarterback room in in Norman is excellent, right? Their backup quarterback has got all the ability to be a uh, tremendous resource to that football team and, and some special packages that Levy can come up with. So yeah, I mean, you, you use what you got, right? You got to put the best players on the field.
0: Let's talk about the defensive side of the ball, Sam, where the Sooners pitch a shutout. So it obviously was not bad. Uh, perhaps a little more pass rush would have been nice, but lots of playmakers, lots of playmaking you could see. And again, I thought it was a scheme that was very vanilla defensively. It was basically rush forward, drop into coverage, play kind of your base defense. Oklahoma didn't church it up a lot defensively, didn't really have to, just kind of wanted to see if guys could go make plays. And I thought, especially at the second level, you saw, again, some of that con- competitive depth from Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're 100% right. I mean, it was about as base of a defense as you could, you could ask for. But that's a good thing for the Sooners. They didn't have to right. be creative in this game. And really what they displayed to me is everybody knows what the hell they're doing, right? If you watch his defense a year ago, they're out there. And, and the thing that you noticed the most, Todd, a year ago was – the pre-snap chatter, right? The offense has gotten to the line of scrimmage, they're lined up, the offensive line is bending their knees, getting their stance, and the Oklahoma secondary is doing this and doing this and pointing this way and pointing that way and trying to get done in their stance. They're just lost. They had no idea what they were doing uh, last year. And and I wrote this in my uh, my little article after that game, you know. I don't think we'll ever really be able to fully understand the damage that the Alex Grinch defense did to the Sooners not only physically, right, by shrinking the size of that defense so they can run that speed D, but mentally. Alex Grinch's defense was drawn on the whiteboard with Crayola crayon, right? It's for idiots. Like, there's there's no real true defense there. It's all about just effort, right, and flying up the field and being disruptive. There's no scheme in that. Venable's defense completely different. This is like reading Grinch's Dr. Seuss book and then picking up Shakespeare, right? So I think last year was just such a – a figure it out type of season for that defense this year they took the field there's knowledge there where there's knowledge comes poise and power physicality so yeah I think to be able to run the base defense and, and pitch a shutout uh, in Division one football today is pretty impressive
0: there was a moment Sam in the third quarter I think it was fifty two nothing at the time and there was like a fourth and three for Arkansas State kid overthrew a pretty open receiver would have been a first down OU gets off the field and you saw Brent Venables come off the sideline and immediately get in the face of like his defensive backs coach I think it was I think it was one of his either defensive backs coach or assistant and tell him like hey we've got this wrong and that sort of intensity that sort of attention to detail is something that is noticeable like you didn't see those mistakes in the first half when the starters were out there you maybe saw a few of them from time to time and Arkansas Arkansas State wasn't good enough to take advantage of them in the second half but for the most part it was a clean ball game on both sides of the ball, which you couldn't say for most of the games last year.
1: Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. I mean, they're going to go back and watch this film. And, you know, obviously week one uh, film study on Sunday is never really fun. Right. They're going to find every single way to nitpick and, and and let you know that this is not good enough and all the things they're going to find some things to talk about. But this is going to be difficult. they to do some real digging. Uh, in their film study, to to find a, a spot where they can really kind of nitpick about this group, I mean, come on now, I mean, it's you you skunk a team in 2023. That's saying something because everybody's got something, right? Everybody's got some skill player or some big play guy or a quarterback that's decent. I mean, the, the level of talent across the board in college football has gotten significantly better. The way we train kids has gotten significantly better. Arnold takes the field today, and I'm like, that's someone's dad. Right. He looked like he was 25 years old and had been in a college program for five years. I mean, physically just incredible. So I think it means something uh, in, in these non-conference games when you can really kind of drop the hammer the way Oklahoma did.
0: Well, and let's not forget, that's Arkansas State. That's not I mean, no offense to your Cowboys, but that's not Central Arkansas. That's a D-1 team. That's a Sunbelt right. team. Right. I mean, they they have more scholarships than Central Arkansas does, and they should have more depth than Oklahoma made them look very less than today. Arkansas State may go 0-12 this year. I don't know, but um, that shouldn't take away from what I thought was what was a pretty impressive performance. Uh, just a few more things real quick. Gavin Freeman, banner day for him, kind of really got the ball rolling with that punt return. First one I think since 2016 I saw. D.D. Westbrook had one back then. Um, you know this, Sam. The really good Oklahoma teams in the past have always been really good on special teams and always had a really good return, man. And Gavin yep. Freeman looks to be that guy for Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, he was exciting. You know, you got to give him a ton of credit for the way he competed today. I uh, love the speed, love the agility, love the field vision. That kid's going to be a real weapon for the Sooners over the next couple of years. I will say this. you got to give credit to that special teams unit in general. That was a very well-blocked touchdown, right? Everybody was where they needed to be. And when once he got loose, everybody was blocking downfield, running their feet, making sure they weren't committing penalties. Like, that was a big group effort touchdown, from them for sure. I mean, Gavin took off and you saw the speed uh, for sure, but he didn't have to do a whole lot of extra work because the special teams unit really kind of had his back there. That's a good look for Oklahoma across the board when your special teams perform the way they did
0: today. All right, before we leave Sam and we, uh, we're going to talk some Oklahoma state football over at sammayes.com today. Uh, let's talk about Colorado coach prime gets it done in game one. I know during the 11 AM, a lot of people were watching Oklahoma, Arkansas state, but you were probably like me, that game got out of hand. And I was really into TCU Colorado. That was a really good game, a really good win for Deion Sanders, a statement win over a team that was in the national championship game last year. I think TCU is going to be down a little bit from last year, but still that Colorado team has already made huge strides from where they were a season ago. Cause they were God awful last year.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they won one game, right? One single game, you know, everybody gave prime, hard time for the way he addressed the Colorado Buffaloes when he first got the job. Uh, he's bringing his luggage and it's Louie and all those things. And, you know, he is what he is and he is who he is and who he is, is excellent, right? That's what he's been his entire career in the game of football is excellent. And that's the expectation for his football team. Now they take him serious and all of the, all of his antics and everything that he talks about and we're coming and the energy behind it. Like he represents like they, they get him, they feel him because a lot of those kids are are just like him, right? Repping their neighborhoods and where they're from and the swagger that they bring to the table. These are things that have been frowned upon in other places, right? I would say in Oklahoma State, that is a little bit frowned upon, which is why they had so many kids in the portal a year ago. Prime's gonna let you be you if who you are is somebody that wants to get paid. You wanna play in the NFL? You want to be a great football player. You want to make a career out of this. That's who you want to go play for because he's going to put you in position. But you got to play with the effort and attitude that he did, right? He wants guys just like him. And I think he's found a bunch of those dudes to get out there and compete. They weren't shaken or rattled or anything. TCU Stadium was sold out. Todd, you've been there. I've been there. That place can get loud and rowdy. I'm sure it's louder than rowdier now because they – I just played the championship game.
0: Mm -hmm. They showed
1: up and showed out and absolutely looked like they were there to win that game, and that's exactly what they did. An incredible performance by that group.
0: Listen, I've been vocal about it. I don't like Deion Sanders because I just think he's kind of a jerk, a self-absorbed jerk. It has nothing to do with the color of his skin or how he coaches football. Personally, I just don't like him, but you have to give credit where it's due. Like, the guy has come in, and everything he said he was going to do, he's done. And some of it has been uncomfortable, and some of it has been stuff that people like me – Have not, I mean, I wouldn't go about it the same way he did, but he said, This is how we're going to do it. And he's come in and he's done it. And it's just one game. I mean, Colorado could still just win one game this year. That is possible. Uh, It's unlikely, but they look, you know, night and day better than last year. And the Travis Hunter kid is a superstar as well. uh, Yeah. 100 yards and had the interception today.
1: Yeah, he was incredible. 110 snaps from Travis Hunter is unbelievable playing. He's literally the number one receiver and the number one cornerback on the team. That wasn't like Charles Woodson comes in and has eight offensive plays today, and he's a dual threat guy. This dude literally played offense and defense for four quarters of football and didn't look like he was losing anything in the fourth, right? Yeah. That whole team started – both teams started to dwindle. I mean, it's 100 degrees in Fort Worth this time of the year. And the Buffaloes, even though they do have an advantage as far as training in the altitude, still, Todd, you know as I know, as a big offensive lineman – you get down in the South in September and it's a different ball game. That heat will wear you down. And as the Buffalo started to wilt and you saw them start to wilt, Hunter's out there playing the game like it was the first quarter still. Like that kid's an absolute machine and 100% has put himself in the Heisman conversation.
0: I know that it's a different era. Things are different now, but what Dion's trying to do there is obviously a lot like what Miami did in the eighties. They want to have that swagger and that attitude they want you know, teams to fear them when they walk onto the field and they took a really big step today. So uh, credit where it's due. Hats off to Dion and to uh, Colorado today. Sam, uh, final thoughts on Oklahoma as they get ready. uh, You know, they take on SMU and the next one out for the Sooners. Really not a very tough non-conference. I don't expect them to struggle, but just kind of your final thoughts on everything you saw in Norman today.
1: Yeah, everything was exactly what it should have been you know i think as we evaluate oklahoma for this entire season it will be about what's going to happen next year right if there's any complaints for me about this team in this first game it's not necessarily about the game as much as defensively they look like a good big 12 defense right well a good big 12 defense is not going to cut it in the sec so improvements are going to have to be made by individuals, especially in that front defensive line. They're going to have to get some pressure. Got to find a guy they can count on to be a real dominant force as far as and longs, and I just didn't see that individual performance pop along that defensive line. That's really my only complaint for the entire game. I thought they were excellent across the board, and I think that mentality, the attitude, the fight that you saw no matter who the opponent was, that's something that's a little bit different than what we've seen over the last 10 years of Oklahoma football. They weren't cocky or arrogant or... Uh, we're better than you. They just showed up to play football, and that was impressive.
0: All right, he's Sam Mays. I'm Todd Lizamy. You can check out his stuff at sammays.com. You can check out my stuff right here at toddlizamy.com. And if you get on over to sammays.com, we're going to have another video where we're going to break down the Cowboys' performance against Central Arkansas. And I would imagine you're going to want to stick around and see that because I'm sure Sam Mays has some opinions. (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. You can subscribe on Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. You can find the Todd pod and you can also find it on YouTube as well. Subscribe to the channel, give us a five-star rating, all that good stuff and check out all the good stuff, not just at Todd but the better stuff from our colleagues over at selloutcrowd.com who have got you covered from all angles on this football weekend. Sam, appreciate you coming on the Todd pod. We'll go over to your place and do it next. Sounds good. All right. We'll talk to you next time.